0: Welcome to Mythids. My name is Brooke. My name is Alyssa and my disposition is indistui- indistinguishable from that of a seagull. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I genuinely don't know how the fuck you come up with this shit every time. <laughs> I can
1: barely bring myself to like do the very mandatory research.
0: They're just things that pop into my head at intermittent spurs. And I'm just like, you know, like it was something that occurred to me today when I was like, Oh man, I really love french fries. I'm so food motivated. I was like, oh shit, I'm just a seagull. Like, they're just things that pop into my brain when I'm not prepared for them. I'm like, oh, I should remember that for Mythids. You inspire me every day. Okay. I think it's your turn first
1: this week. Yeah, that, that was my question because I don't fucking No, because I
0: went first for, uh, I did Mabui first, so it's your turn. I'm glad someone keeps track because it's
1: not me. I just guess It's a coin flip. I just guess, and we hope. Someday we'll be successful enough that someone will make us a website to keep track.
0: Next month, uh, my girlfriend comes home, so she's just gonna- uh... Oh, so then it's her problem. Yeah, exactly. Smurf's problem from here on out. So my monster for the week, Lava Girl's
1: OG boyfriend, (laughs) only kind of joking. (laughs) I'm gonna say best I can, uh, Same Bito. I think it's the pronunciation. It is a Japanese monster, which I, I realized that, like, I think I intentionally try and not do too many Japanese monsters. First of all, because I know your girlfriend will sit there going, No, you did that she wrong. She did it
0: last time you did a Japanese monster, so that's accurate. Did she really? <laughs> Something about the pronunciation. <laughs> God, you the did it the
1: Smurf. Well, I'm, just let me know if I said this one wrong, I guess. <laughs> But also, like, some part of me is like, maybe if I don't talk in about too many Japanese monsters, no one will know I'm a fucking weeaboo. <coughs> I don't think it's working.
0: I have some news for our <laughs>
1: listeners. <laughs> We're getting <stay>, uh weeaboo. <laughs>
0: I have a shelf of anime figures in my living room where where guests visit. It's not just a shelf, it is an <laughs> entire two-tier table, a table and every inch of that table is covered in figurines just it's, to be perfectly clear. But it's like clear. a small like end table. Yeah, I mean it's not a huge table. It's like a little circular table, but it does have two tiers and both of those tiers are covered. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> listen, we don't have to bully me. So, uh Vito are apparently also known as Kojin. Um, I found one source that was like, hey, this is what they were originally called, but then for some reason, white people use a different pronunciation for the same kanji. But like, that was the only source that I found that said that. All of the other ones just called it Samabito. So I don't know
0: what's true. (laughs) Preferably just anytime anyone's like, this is the original But also not really. It creates like so many different... Yeah.
1: So I'm going to call it Samibito just because that's what almost every source that I found called it. And even the source that was like, hey, usually they're called Kojin. Halfway through, they did switch to calling it Samibito. So (laughs) if that's the most consistent, might as
0: well Mm -hmm. go with it.
1: Yeah. So Samibito are aquatic humanoids with human bodies and then the heads of a shark. And I, in a few sources, I saw the beards of a dragon, by which I meant, they mean, like, kind of like the, the spiky thing under their chin that, like, bearded okay, dragons God. have. <laughs> yeah, but I, at first I saw that, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I realized they meant, like, not a beard so much as, like, skin. Yeah. It's okay. Um, so, apparently, um, they're fucking terrifying to look at. But are generally very friendly, um, and they are well known for their skill at weaving. Uh, and they spend a lot of their lives working the looms, Ooh. and they make this like beautiful sea silk that doesn't get wet underwater. I love a man that can do arts and crafts. Truly, uh, <laughs> apparently, also they are very emotional and just cry all the fucking time. I'm oh, fucking same, buddy. Uh, and when they cry. Their tears turn into precious gems, as, as, you, as do. you do, as you do. And some some accounts said pearls. Some accounts said like rubies and stuff. So I'm just saying precious yeah. gems. Real talk. I copy and pasted a whole ass thing, so I'm like skimming yeah. it as I go. The main legend that Samebito is known from is only one of them is known in this legend, but I also saw they were sometimes a whole species. Uh, basically, a man named Tawaraya totaro lived on the shore of this great lake uh and he's walking home one night and he sees this like creature crouching at the edge of a bridge and at first he's like what the flipping fuck is that it's terrifying at which point um the The creature, which is the same Vito, comes up to him and he's like, help, I've been I've been exiled over some petty shit and I'm very upset about it. (laughs) And the guy's like, "Okay, you're very tall and scary looking, sir. But also he takes pity on this poor, sad himbo of a shark. Oh, God of a man <laughs> and is like, yeah, okay, I have this big pond, uh, this like huge pond slash small lake behind my house. You can come live in it. And the samibito is all like, oh, thank you so much. And he comes along and he lives in that lake for like seven months and they're like BFFs. And so the samibito is like, this is the best dude in the world. We are bros so much. And then uh, the human one day meets this woman who's passing through i think her family is on like a is on like a trip somewhere but they're passing through and he's like holy shit this is the most beautiful woman i've ever seen i'm gonna marry her and he goes to the family he's like i would like to marry your daughter and they're like that's great that'll cost you twenty thousand precious (laughs) uh which he cannot afford incidentally i can't imagine why and he is so heartbroken that he can't marry this pretty girl that he falls ill. And the Samibito, upon seeing that he is ill, is so upset that his friend is messed up like this that he starts crying <gasps> gems. At which point the dude's like, holy shit, wait, this worked great. <laughs> you didn't tell me you could do I didn't this. know you had unlimited resources in your tear ducts. Hello? Um, And the but so he he recovers from his illness he's no longer heartbroken he's like yes but as soon as he's no longer heartbroken samibito's like thank god my bro is chill we're fine and he stops crying <laughs> that's fair that's fair he's like we're all good and his friend's like no really you need to cry again so i can get married to this beautiful girl and Vitos like i'm sorry i can't do that <laughs> I can only- the gems only happen when I'm really sad, and you not sick and also
0: not getting to marry the love of your life does not make me yeah. sad. <laughs> it's like, that's rough, buddy, but you're not dying, so I guess, you know, i just gonna have to be, <laughs> be bros about so, it.
1: But, uh, the man is very upset, and so the Samybira is like, alright, fine, how about we go back to the bridge where you originally found me, and maybe my homesickness- Will make me cry. And the guy, I imagine, is probably like, there's no fucking way this works, but okay, fine. And they go to the bridge, and like, the moment the- the waters that he- that Samibito originally came from is visible to him, he just starts fucking- Oh, songing. god!
0: <laughs>
1: I have a deep kinship with the Sammy bito. honestly. <laughs> I, too, cried at just the stress love, of a hat. I love the idea of this huge, like, terrifying- shark buff man who's just like, I just want to cry for my friends. He's got a sensitive side. Like, sharp teeth, like, super muscular, absolutely could beat the shit out of someone. It's just real sensitive. has friends, enjoys arts and crafts. Has one friend, and would do anything for him, except for I guess go out of his (laughs) way to get him married off. Um, so, uh, he starts crying, apparently enough that the friend is able to gather the 20,000, uh, gemstones, at which point he goes off and marries the pretty girl. And, um, when that happens, Samebito is, his exile is lifted for some reason, and he goes back out to the ocean after the wedding, and he never comes back and visits his
0: friend ever again. And that's like a bittersweet ending. Like, I'm so happy he got to go home because it's so devastating. But also, like, you left your friend behind, man. I mean,
1: I just assumed this was because he was in love with the friend and now the friend is ooh, married.
0: Ooh, that's also good. I love gay culture. I think
1: I think that's a very good good view of yeah. it. Because, first of all, never comes back and visits ever again. And also, the whole thing of he's like, look... I care about you a lot. When you were dying, I was heartbroken. But also, I do not want yeah. you to marry this girl. <laughs> like
0: you want to get married, you can't replace what we
1: have. <laughs> We've
0: lived together for seven months, what? and you want to leave me for some woman? To be fair, the Sami Pito has the right idea. Like, I don't care how pretty this lady is, you have a strong, uh, slightly terrifying, but sensitive shark man living in your home- you want to trade that up for just anyone? For just a lady? Coward. Absolute coward. Also, I'm going to go ahead and
1: say it, like, those in-laws must be shitty as all hell to be like, oh yeah, that's... We will sell our daughter to you for 20,000 precious gems. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> like that's shit. On one hand, the inherent idea of, like, uh you have to pay, like, this is the actual worth of our daughter to us, uh pay it and we'll consider it. But on the other hand, I'm like... You know, that's not a bad idea for getting married. Uh, I'd like some money before you marry me. Oh, please don't take relationship advice from me. Literally anyone. Or me, for that matter. Yeah, mm. I'm in a group chat with
1: a bunch of useless lesbians who have crushes on women and refuse to confess to them. Uh, Jesse and Mandy, if you're fucking listening to this, this is a call out for <laughs> you sluts. But like every time relationship advice comes up, I'm just like, you could just... Take them out to the woods. Make out on a rock. You'll be married in like six years time. (laughs) Guaranteed. I've done it. And they're always like, Brooke, some of us are normal fucking
0: people. (laughs) Do you take a stranger out to the woods to make out and get married? Or are you normal? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's
1: Bito. I don't have a ton else to add just because it's one of those things where really that story is all we have about it for the most part. Other than the little bit of info I gave at the beginning, which I only found at one source. Most sources just tell the story about this big Barra Fish man coming to live with a human for a while and paying for his wedding with tears. God. God, I'm so smitten. I follow a Tumblr blog where, like, every once in a while, they just post images and, like, the name and some very brief info about different, like, monsters cryptids, mytholo- mythological creatures, all that. And I follow it, and I'm like, holy shit, this is like a gold mine of stuff for for myths. And I literally, on the bus home from the dentist today, I was like, okay, let me pull it up. Maybe I can find something. First image that came up was this guy. Amazing. And I was like, oof, we're going. <laughs> Here we go. It was a sign. It was
0: absolutely meant to be. I was like, I don't care how little info <laughs> I can find on this <laughs> dude. <laughs> I also don't have a lot of info to work with, so, you know, we'll, we'll make it work. That's fine. It's late enough at night that we keep getting sidetracked. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, we have plenty of content. Also, sometimes, like, I don't think, like, yeah, you want to do popular myths because everyone knows about them, but, like, not every myth is going to have, or every, like, mythology is going to have, like, 700 sources. Sometimes there's just not a lot to work with and you make do. Yeah.
1: We still like talking about the, the more, what's the word I'm looking Obscure.
0: For? Thank you. The more obscure <laughs> ones god we share a brain just we're a gang uh game of pong and just the brain cell bounces back and forth between us <laughs> you guys think we're debating who goes first
1: as to the podcast but we're actually talking about who gets the brain cell yeah, first pretty much.
0: okay so this week i have uh a myth i guess it's a myth uh from uh malay it's not specifically malaysia because it's been seen in a few parts of uh southeast asia but i have for us a coup which is a creature described in jl borge's 1967 book of imaginary beings um but it's also been seen in a few others because he's like no but i took it from this book who may have also taken it from this book so i'm not really sure where it originally came from uh, because he's like, oh, but I referenced this book, who referenced another source? So it's one of those just been passed through a lot of books.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, but they are a shapeless, translucent being that sleeps on the bottom step of the Tower of Victory in Chitor, India. Um and essentially they're waiting. For someone to climb up to the top of the tower. And they follow whoever tries to climb the top the top of the tower. Um, the Tower of Victory itself is roughly 37.19 meters high. Or 122 feet if you use that. It is a real tower in Rajasthan, India. Oh, so we can go visit this dude. Hmm? Let's go. Field trip. Let's go make friends. I'd love to make a friend, but the there there is a, a sad part of this. So... In most of hmm. the mythology that you hear about it, the tower is believed to act as a gateway between the gods and the mortal world. But at some point it was closed, like sealed the gods off from the mortal world, and he got trapped in the tower. No, baby. <laughs> he's trying to get home, essentially, by reaching the top of the tower. But he's dependent- I keep saying he, they're a shapeless entity. They're dependent on <laughs> human behavior and karma. So- A human is only able to technically reach the top of this tower. Like, you can climb up to the top of this tower. I don't know if I could do it. It's, you know, it's still 122 feet tall, which is not that bad. It's nine floors, I checked. But it's it's still a lot of stairs!
1: (laughs) But that's... You expect it to be way more than nine stories. You really do. There are... I bet there are a ton of people out there who have, multiple times
0: in their lives, walked up nine flights of stairs. It's... For, like, just even comparison to other landmarks in India, it's smaller than the Taj Mahal. So, again, it's not that tall, but, like, it's, it's a lot of stairs. So, at, at your own mile. Mileage. So, uh, the Abau Aku is dependent on people climbing to the top to reach enlightenment. So it's said that when the person reaches the top and reaches enlightenment, he's able to go to the top, or they're able to go to the top. Uh, And become uh, complete and not cast a shadow and reach the realm of the gods. But there's no actually perfect human, so even if you climb to the top, you get to the top of the tower or the 122 feet or nine floors, you can never truly reach the top because no one is without fault and no one's without sin, so you don't reach enlightenment. They've never met me. So, the Avaoku follows behind whoever tries, and as they follow, they slowly become clearer, more colorful. They start to gain their shape. Um, it's said that they give off a blue light, which slowly increases. Um, some myths say that they gain, I think, like, tentacles? Uh, well, where did I have that? Sorry. I know l- that we're keeping that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, it is also that? said that the many yeah. tentacles in body become more solid as they follow the person. So, like, they slowly develop and form uh, as they follow you. But unfortunately, as every person has to go back down, the Abauku falls back to the bottom of the stairs where it started, giving a soft moan or sigh as it falls back to the beginning and loses its color and oh, so- solidity. Baby. So it's just really <laughs> on a journey to find itself and to try and get home again, and just is constantly doing. Like, if to... a
1: single one of you idiot humans
0: could actually be good yeah. at this, that'd be great. It's so sad. Uh, supposedly, according to legend, only one person has ever truly actually reached the top. But I assume that was before the abalakoo, because it's never said anything about you know that. Well, maybe it. that's
1: why. If you go there now, he's not still kicking it because one dude
0: finally got him home. Just just says that supposedly, you know, like, the next enlightened person, is so, it has to wait there. I mean, it doesn't have to wait there, but it's just, that's where it lives waiting to try and actually has no go home. nowhere else to go, yeah. Um, oh, baby. You'd think by
1: now he would have, like, built himself a house or something. He's just
0: vibing on the stairs, you know? Doing their own little thing. I respect that. Uh Something of note that I did find uh, while researching about the Ibaoku, Uh is apparently uh, Mason Bates a an American composer did an eleven movement uh, orchestral piece on different uh, zoology or myths from the uh, book of imaginary beings. The, or the had this, and one specifically is dedicated to the abakuá. What's notable about this piece Good, is that. It. It's a palindrome, so it plays the exact same forward as it does backwards. So no matter how you're listening to it, it's the exact same. That's so fucking fun. Are you kidding me? Unfortunately, uh, I did. you can listen to the music. You can find it online or on YouTube, pretty much anywhere. Um, I wasn't personally a fan of it. I do enjoy classical music. I do enjoy instrumental pieces. It was my apologies to Mason. It was not my uh, particular preference, but... It's interesting in that, you know, it, it at least has the palindrome aspect going for it. Well, I'm going to go listen to it. But that's... And I'm not going to be a bitch about it. <laughs> that's fair. But yeah, that's pretty much all I had for the it's Just They're just a uh, sort of a shapeless uh, entity trying to regain themselves and going on a journey of self-discovery and trying to go home. But they're so dependent on humanity that they can't. And it's just really upsetting Honestly, to me. you think by now he would have learned to not
1: count on humans for fucking yeah. anything.
0: I, I, I don't know if they have a choice in the matter. Because that's just the trap. They're sort of trapped in the doorway. I had figured but... that out by the time I was, like,
1: nine. <laughs> okay, so we have an issue. And I'm sure you've noticed yep. it as well. None of our monsters want to do any fighting. No. And... None of our monsters seem to really have any fight abilities. No, I mean, yeah. Now, I could make an argument that presumably my monster fights similarly to just a very bara version of Shark Boy. Fair. And I think I'd have a leg to stand on there.
0: But, like... <laughs> I will say, <laughs> mine is undying and also incorporeal, so you would have to climb the tower first to do any damage. But also, like, it's some variant of godlike being, so, like, it's got a rough patch. (laughs) But also it doesn't really have anything to do damage with. Like, they just sort of got some shapeless tentacles, so I don't know really what they're gonna do as damage.
1: Yeah. I can pretty easily logic out how my boy would do a fight, but, like, I'm gonna go ahead and say that a dude that cries over this many things, and I'm not shaming him for that, because I also cry about a lot of things, I don't know how interested he'd be in beating a guy Honestly? Now, originally I thought, maybe if I could figure out what he was exiled for, I could figure it out from that. But literally nowhere does it say where he was exiled from,
0: just that whatever it was was for petty reasons. (laughs) It's like, he didn't deserve this! Honestly, I'd like to think that like the Sabibito is like pure enough that he helps the Abawaku get to the top of the tower. Like they just go on a journey together. Cause like he just wanted to help oh, his listen, friends. We have a
1: real problem with doing this podcast and then being like, and then they fell in love instead of fighting. This is what we're really here we're for. To, like, like make a clause for this, because it keeps fucking happening. We keep being like and by coincidence, we have decided that actually, these two would be better as a power couple than as enemies. The
0: problem is because our real, like, vested passion is in the dateability. So when it comes to fight, like, we can work it out. We can work out a fight scenario. But it's much more interesting to us to be like, love wins. <laughs> it's a real problem. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who would win in
1: dateability. Nope, I do know who would win in de- dateability. I have feelings about that. No, but I don't know who
0: would win Uh, in fightability. Yeah, I, I can't see either of them wanting to fight or, like, even it happening. Like, the again, you have, like, some points on either side. I mean, if somebody wants to try and work out a fight between the two of them, by all means, I'm not going to stop you. But I don't want to make them fight. Yeah, I mean, I will say
1: that my guy is very physically capable- He's a big bar boy and also, you know, very scary to look at and stuff. So I'm sure that maybe counts for something. I don't fucking know. But I love him and that's really the part we care about here
0: at Mythos. <laughs> Both of us deeply passionate about like, but, but they're good. They deserve better. We love them so much. But now we get to
1: the real shit. Now we get to the fucking, oh, wait. Dude, we forgot to. Yeah, th- it- hold on.
0: Before we get to belly, <laughs> I was just going to, like, As previously remind mentioned, you.
1: <laughs> yeah. We are recording very late tonight due to a lot of the reasons that happened. And so you might be listening going, like, wow, they never have any rhyme or reason to this podcast. But this time it's somehow worse. And you are right. Uh, it's 11 o'clock at night, which is not that late. But I woke up early this morning to run some errands. And then I'm waking up again early tomorrow, and as a result, my brain is shut the fuck
0: down. What's up? I just continually leech off of uh, everyone else's energy like a human parasite. Uh, so yeah, that's all. These <laughs> so I we got. started
1: recording, and Alyssa was just like, "Oh, so we're sleepy? Okay, I can be sleepy." Yeah! <laughs> like, "Oh, okay, sleepy times. Sleepy time." Um, no, I'm. I'm also working on a drawing while we record. Very unprofessional of me, <laughs> and it's not even one of the drawings um, that I am doing for closeted crafts, and that brings me to what I <laughs> meant to talk about already. Uh, <laughs> nice segue, smooth,
0: smooth, nice recovery. I so fucking smooth. <laughs> no one will see it coming. <laughs>
1: I find, Alyssa, that when it comes to smooth transitions, having a co-host in the background going, fuck yeah, nice (laughs) transition, really helps. You're
0: welcome. Everyone needs a hype man for transitions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, uh, if you guys have listened to the past couple episodes, you've already heard about this, but I'm going to tell you again, um, we are supported by... Closeted Crafts, uh, which is a shop that sells subtly LGBT pride merch, basically. Things like pins, jewelry, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and the idea behind it is basically there are a lot of LGBT people out there who are not in a place in their life where they can safely be out of the closet. But there are You know, there might be some parts of your life where you can be more out, and you also just might want to kind of have that little signal to other queer people that you see out and about, like, hey, me too. And, you know, something like a big old pride shirt with, like, a rainbow across it might not be something that you can safely wear, but a pin with maybe the bisexual flag colors incorporated into it is something that you could and that's kind of where Closeted Crafts come in. They uh, specialize in things such as that. I've mentioned before, uh, I actually have some of my drawings coming out on the pins from them. Uh, so if you would like the cover art that of this podcast, you can get some pins in a similar style. Um, so if you want to keep an eye on when all that's happening, um, it's Closeted Crafts on Twitter. Um Also, I think Instagram and TikTok. Let me double check that. I cannot wait for the TikToks. I still don't know what content they're putting on TikTok, but I want to know. And I was hoping that Maury would find out and tell me. Yeah. (laughs) That Maury would listen to edit and be like, okay, so this is what we're doing, you fucking idiot. Uh, But they didn't. And that's on them. I think we can agree. Maury,
0: post your TikToks. God, I'm tired.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, at Closeted Crafts for facebook uh insta and tiktok uh and i really recommend you guys at least go give them a follow keep an eye out they're doing a lot of genuinely cool as fuck shit and i'm so excited for him so check them out
0: yeah yes. i i think we are back on the topic of datability <laughs> mori's gonna be going through this
1: like guys this was barely (laughs) comprehensible what the fuck was wrong with you and we're gonna just be like I'm so sorry I promise
0: no alcohol was involved we're just like this you know
1: I wanna know what genuinely happened Alyssa I've been doing so much stuff and keeping myself so busy and doing so many things and I've been so fucking high energy all day that I literally sat down to record and it was like boom I crashed and my brain was like we've done so many things we will do
0: no more today (laughs) no no we're good thank you
1: also, I'm amazed I haven't gotten any concerned texts from Christina from downstairs. I don't know if you guys remember Christina, my downstairs neighbor, who used to bang on the ceiling with a broom handle to get me to shut the fuck up when we were recording. Uh, a lovely person. I get along with her great. Uh, actually, I, got, I hung out in her apartment for a bit last week when I was recovering from my seizure because uh, I didn't want my friend to have to carry me up the <sighs> stairs to my apartment. So I was just like, hey, Christina, can I come crash in yours? And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, answer the question. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't have legs. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> it's not a big deal. But yeah, she, her bedroom is right underneath my recording room, which is why when we are recording at bad times, she's like, I swear to fucking God, <laughs> she is trying to sleep. Um, dateability. Oh Here boy. we go. Very hot. And this can be proven by the fact that I sent you a picture of this creature, yeah. and you're you were immediately like, "Well, fuck, I'm in love." Yeah, they they got immediate visceral reaction, very strong. Those of you who were really into pyramid head last week, which was apparently almost all of you <laughs> weirdos, <laughs> represent. Um, I swear to fucking God. This is similar, except instead of a weird pyramid box on his
0: head, it's shark, just a yeah. shark head. Better emotability. Honestly, closest you know? thing we've had, like we've claimed others are himbos. This is probably the closest to a himbo. I don't this know about being himbo. dumb, but he's very strong and sensitive. I likely gay. Um, Why am I
1: arguing for you? Wait a minute. Wait, right? hold on a- Like, guys, you, you know, you give in too easily and you get to, you know, you, you get too aggressive with the debates and all this shit. Not today. (laughs) Today, we are barely (laughs) awake. We don't know what we're saying. God. (laughs) I will not be able to railroad this debate because I'm too
0: tired. I just got a text that just read, uh, this is why you're bad at what you do. (laughs) Yeah.
1: that drag queen 20 dollars sheer horniness, horniness. Yes. <laughs> <And coughs> that's really the energy we try to bring here at. Mythos. honestly
0: uh, it's the important energy to have when you're talking about datability like there has to be that unspoken a uh, varying degree of subtle horniness
1: I, I wonder do you think we should start posting pictures of our monsters yeah I
0: mean how on twitter it well, might be fun uh, we should start My only issue that, is that we'd have people to- people can
1: really take that into consideration when they vote. Yeah,
0: my only is- issue is that we'd have to be careful where we get the images from, because I want to source properly. I don't, like, it's one thing to Google, like, image and post, but I don't want to, like, grab it, like, somebody's personal artwork without crediting. Obviously, you That's know true. this as an artist, but-
1: Yes, yeah, so we'd have to look into all that kind yeah. of stuff, but that, I think, could be useful. Hmm. So, this creature, very hot- Sensitive, he has feelings, um, and he will cry about them, and I, for one, think that's very good, and we need more men willing to cry, just as a society. Um, also, a little bit of a bitch, will he cry that you're dying of sickness? Yes. Will he go out of his way to help you get married to the woman of your dreams? No. Only if you really beg yeah. for it. <laughs> and then you have to make him sad again. You monster! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll do it, but you gotta fucking real break my heart. You gotta be real. Gotta be mean to me. (laughs) You know, are you strong enough to do that? I wouldn't be. I'd marry him. Ridiculous. What's he doing (laughs) with this lady? Um, Also, when he is sad and everyone cries sometimes, he cries precious gems. He's, you would be so rich dating this man? Sea monster shark boy creature? And I'm in love. I literally see no drawback to running away and marrying this guy. Uh thank you for coming to my date. I can't
0: argue with literally any of that, so I'm just gonna present what I have as to why my <laughs> boy is also dateable, and hopefully you will consider him them as well. Uh, okay, Ooh, okay, so uh undying shapeless entity, which you know, anyone who's into void or creatures behind your Comprehension or like uh just a- any any shapeless mask kind of. Also, being. everyone Hot. that used to write fanfiction for
1: Welcome to Nightvale back in the day, I remember what kind of shit y'all were mm. writing.
0: And again, comes <laughs> in some yeah, no. again, this comes occasionally with tentacles, and I know plenty of people are into that. Yeah. Um glow. Oh, that's slightly. what I'm talking about with the nightvale <laughs> yeah. to be clear. That's what I was referring to. You're killing it. You're killing it. It's all Continue. good. Uh, they glow slightly, <laughs> so can be used as a nightlight. Uh, is also sensitive because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Can be used as a nightlight. Sometimes you want your shapeless entity partner to also double as a nightlight in case you're scared of the dark.
1: Sure, but sometimes it's late at night and you just want to fall asleep and you really wish your boyfriend would stop glowing in bed next well, to I don't you. he'll glow all the time, so like... Only in the
0: dark, when you're trying to <laughs> sleep. You put a blanket over them, and then it's fine. Some people like lots of blankets covering them in their sleep. I don't know if the Abawaku is one of them, but we can ask them. The tower is a real place you can go to. We can go visit him uh is a jock constantly goes up and down those stairs has not skipped leg day <laughs> is a
1: jock walking up and down stairs because he's lost and unable
0: to go home does not constitute a jock. Uh, <laughs> yeah but uh they didn't skip leg day so i think that counts for something Like, listen, listen, listen. You gotta have
1: that. Any time a human isn't there trying to climb
0: those stairs, he's skipping leg day. It's a national—I don't know if it's a national monument, but it's a very popular monument. Okay, there's probably plenty of people at regular intervals going up and down those stairs. Which actually begs the question of what happens when two people are climbing the stairs at the same time. But I'm not gonna get into that train of thought. I'm messaging Mori now to (laughs) apologize for our (laughs) sins. Cause they have to go through this <laughs> and make it coherent. Oh, God, like how many tangents can we go off of in one sitting?
1: It's been so many. We've
0: spent more
1: time this episode going off on tangents than we have talking about our monsters. Oh God, bro, we
0: can never do this. No, thing. we we have to have like a strict five p.m. Or, or six five or six p.m. or earlier recording time.
1: Oh god, we're gonna have to have like a cutoff of how late can we
0: yeah. get <laughs> Oh, what else is uh also sensitive. Uh needs to go on a journey of self-discovery, also cares about their home, really wants to go home. Oh, I forgot to mention in their description if you touch them when they have uh more of their mass from going up the tower, they are soft like the skin of a peach. <laughs> so fuzzy. <laughs>
1: I forgot about oh, this. You guys also know that when Alyssa went, oh, and remembered, she, like, suddenly threw her <laughs> head up and was staring <laughs> off into the distance as she spoke.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. The oh required a dramatic hair flip, I guess. Oh, I could have more, but I feel like I feel like for our own sake and for our listeners' sake, uh we all know that the Sami is very dateable and very top tier. I just want you also to all consider the Abawaku, and maybe some of you want to date them more, so this is more of a for your consideration campaign, to be honest. But we know who's the better the better monster
1: here. Okay. Or at least who's the sexier monster, (laughs) if nothing else. I can't can't agree to better, but I can agree to sexier. I'll take it. I'll fucking take it. (laughs) Alright, so... (laughs) As always, we will have a poll up on Twitter. We might have pictures to go along with it. We will see. Uh, It'll depend on if we can find a good way to source them and whatnot. I'll do some research. I'll figure it out. I don't fucking know. I have a week. Um... (laughs) The winner from last week, Pyramid Head, won by a fucking landslide. Y'all are horny as hell for that. <laughs> I man. knew this. What the I, fuck? I can't believe you didn't know Literally, this. Literally? The poll turned out a hundred percent towards Pyramid Head, and then like yesterday or earlier today or whatever, our one friend Lily was like, "Oh, I would date the the sexy <laughs> lady." I don't know if my opinion counts. And I was like, "Thank you, Lily." That being said, <laughs>
0: that being everyone else has made their opinion. There is very an clear. article on, I believe, Polygon because uh, Pyramid Head was just released in like uh, an online multiplayer game. And people were genuinely devastated because they thought from his scale or concept art to when he was released in the game that they had nerfed his ass. And the internet went ballistic like, you shrunk his ass! He had more of an ass in the concept art! There's a whole article about it. I am not joking. Look it up.
1: I'm just glad we're not the only horny monster fuckers (laughs) out there.
0: Uh oh, so yeah that's that's how the poll went uh shout out to the horny oh, monster oh, squad fucking destroyed me <laughs> um
1: i'm not surprised well no i am part of me is fucking devastated that the sex repulsed asexual was able to bring a hornier monster
0: <laughs> me. what the fuck <laughs> I, 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 again, she's had to listen to so much of my bullshit, God bless her, and also she just was so competitive. You've broken her. (laughs) I haven't broken her, because she's still 100% extremely sex-repulsed. She just (laughs) knows how to fucking give the people what they want.
1: (laughs) Ugh, alright. Well... As always, uh, we are on Twitter at, at one come give us a follow, uh, vote on the poll, tell us what you think, um, check to see if we are okay, because I cannot guarantee that anymore. It might be, no, uh, but. We also have an email now, um, one at gmail.com, so if you have a monster you'd like us to cover. Or whatever else you want to get in contact with us and don't want to post on our Twitter. That's fine. Shoot us an email. Um, I will check that regularly, because I have it linked up to all my other emails, which I check obsessively and constantly. <sighs> Anything else?
0: Uh, Sources. Oh, I used Wikipedia and yokai.com. Uh, the and Book of um, Imaginary Beings by J.L. Borges. Uh, uh, the book on Malay witchcraft. Uh. C.C. Ituburu uh, The Introduction to Arabian Nights by Richard Francis Burton and the uh, BBC program article on Mason Bates's anthology of Fantastic Zoology
1: Alright, so that's that um, I love all of you guys so much very much with all of my heart you're all wonderful and I love seeing that you guys are enjoying this uh, if you are enjoying it and you want me to know so I can cry about it a little bit as I sit in my room or on the bus to work or whatever other inconvenient spot you can think of, uh, l- rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, um, so every once in a while I check back just to see if we have any new ones, cause, you know, I like interacting with y'all. Um... And as always, um, our editing is done by the delightful Gremlin Mori, and the music that you heard at the beginning and we'll hear again at the end is done by my very wonderful, talented, and shockingly not fed up with me husband, um, who has agreed to be dragged onto this podcast at a nice. later date, so hang in there for that. Uh, I think that's yeah. all. So, bye! bye.